This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source, like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess, it's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. Spreading freedom across the nation. This is the Buck Sexton Show. Welcome, welcome to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Buck Sexton. Welcome to the Freedom Hub. 888-900-3393. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and remember, you can always catch my show uh, Saturday at the same time, 11 uh, a.m. Central to 2 p.m. Central Time. Buck's old uh, slot. Um, We got a lot to discuss today. A lot of craziness happening. It's so good to be back with you guys. Um, But first, before I get into the daily political circle, we got to have some honesty. I was on Facebook yesterday, and... I was, you know, reading some, uh, I have a mixture of friends. So I was reading some of my liberal friends' comments, my conservative friends. And I, I just wanted to get an understanding of the thinking, the mind. Why do people think the way they think? And this old guy that I went to college with tweeted something, uh, posted something on Facebook that really kind of disturbed me I want to read it to you Um, he's a law student he's a law student and he posted this no human being is illegal and he was referring to the deportations that are happening across the country which which is a big issue you know and I, I had to take a pause because He's a law student, so you would think he would, you know, bring something to the table that's actually, like, factual. You know, that's that's how you prove your case. You know, it's not so much of the emotional argument. Like, you just can't say people aren't illegal when they're, like, really illegal. And then I clicked the comments section to read all these other fellow law students and, you know, other liberals comment on it and they were just agreeing yeah man tell it like it is you know nobody is illegal and it dawned on me that these people live in like this 
other universe that everything is emotional. It has nothing to do with facts. Just long as it sounds good, then it's okay. Because surely people couldn't believe that people that come across the border illegally, you know, couldn't be illegals. And it's like, you know, Lawrence, I'm sure some of you are saying, you know, you should know this by now that everything with them is emotional. But I did, I, but I didn't know that it's this bad. Like, we are dealing with people that believe that because they make emotional arguments that it's always going to work. And you would think after the defeat this year that they would wake up, that they would say, hey, you know, what we're doing right now isn't working. Everything isn't about emotion. Some things are just factual. There are people that went through the process, did it the right way, and they're going to jail. They're being every single day. And then you have these people who didn't do it the right way, came across the border, and now they want you to excuse them breaking the law initially to get here and then committed felonies and then we deport them and apparently it's a crime. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all the stories on CNN and other sources displaying this, that Trump is breaking up families when in fact they're breaking up their own families. Yes, I have compassion. But this, this emotional argument that the people that broke the law come in here initially, and now that Trump wants to deport felons, that somehow that's a crime is beyond me. Let's take one of the people that is being displayed on all the media sources right now who committed a felony by drinking and driving after being here illegally. Now, you would think if, if you're already here illegally that you would, you know, keep your record clean. Like, lay low, don't get any crime, do as you're told, just lay low. No, there's many cases. I have a friend of mine that dad was killed by a drunk driver who was actually illegal. Now, this guy committed this crime, but people are displaying all on social media, Trump is breaking up families. And, and you're talking to somebody that did not support Trump. That I just, I was like, I had enough of politics. I'm done. But they live in this delusional place that somehow it's supposed to pull at our heartstrings. That no, they can't be illegal. There is nobody that's illegal. That's just not true. And you would think these law students would jump in and say, hey, there's actually laws about this. But this is nothing new. Healthcare, 
It was an emotional argument. People are dying every single day because they don't have health care. And it should be a constitutional right that you have health care. And that we're going to, if you like your doctor, you're going to keep it. And all this emotion that we're going to save the day until people started to be dropped off the health care insurance. You know, people like me, health care went up by $300. You know, people like me that had parents with pre-existing conditions. My mom has lupus. The medicine that she needed went up. And it's like, oh, forget that. Stick with our emotional arguments. Isn't it amazing that many of the same states where people were hurt by the Affordable Care Act, unaffordable care act, that they also voted for Trump? Isn't that amazing? And you would think that these people, these Delusional people would wake up and say, you know, this whole emotional thing isn't connecting because the reality of it is people are hurting. You would think that, you know, they would wake up and like talk with people and and realize that, hey, our, our, our messaging system isn't working. That whole emotional thing isn't cutting the, the mustard. But no, they continued this verbiage. I was watching the debate with Bernie Sanders, and I talked about it on my program this week. I was watching a debate with Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz, and they were arguing, uh, debating back and forth the arguments of Obamacare. And there's this lady that, you know, from Texas says, hey, you know, I own about three to four facilities, beauty salons, and, you know, I have about 49 employees, and I have to pay for health care for them. But the ratio of, you know, people, what they make compared to what the, the customer paid them, there's really no money. Like, I would rather give my employees more money than having to pay for the insurance. It's just I can't afford it. So you would think there would be like a logical answer, you know, response to that. Like, hey, even if I don't even agree with the answer, you would think that he would, Bernie would have some type of policy solution to this. Like, you know, give me some substance. You know what he responds and says? Well, I don't know. Why don't you ask a business, uh, another salon that has more employees? Like, you're not even going to try to answer my question. You're not going to at least try to give me some facts on how I can, like, survive. Give me something. No, 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 no. If you have a business, you, you should be able to afford it. No. That's not how it works. Do you realize that a lot, the majority of businesses that are going bankrupt today is because they can't afford health care? How does that help the people working for them? So now they don't have health care and now they don't have a job. How does that work? Like, what? Wh- where is the logic behind that? 
And what and you know what's amazing to me? What's amazing to me is the weak people on our side that allow these arguments to just slide. I mean, just allow it to slide. That if you get rid of Obamacare, you got to have a replacement. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Can we stop the bleeding first before we start putting ointment on there? Well, you got to have an ointment. Yeah, maybe we do need an ointment. But can we stop the bleeding first? Or, or, or should we just allow everybody to bleed out while we're trying to find the ointment? How does that sound? And because some of the people on our side are so weak, they're like, no, we got to have the ointment before we stop the bleeding. No. Get rid of it. It is hurting people. You know the number that, that always just really tickles me? This amount of more people, the amount of people, this amount of people now have health insurance. But they totally, they totally cross out the people that left, that had health care before, that don't have it anymore. They leave that out. They totally leave, leave out the people that now have to pay more in health care insurance. And, and, and they use, this is their favorite line. Oh, but it was already going up. Fair. But was it going up by $300? Are you kidding me? A month? You're kidding, right? Where I paid $25 for my prescription, now I got to pay $95 for it? But this is the emotional arguments. And it's from immigration to health care. Sometimes I just want to shake him and say, damn it. Do you love killing us? Like, do you love what you do? Like, are you tired of not seeing results? Or are you tired of losing? No, we'll, we'll keep the emotional argument that it works for us. I'm all about compassion. I'm all about showing people love. But let but let me be the person. I was having this debate with one of my friends over dinner. And he said, Lawrence, it is the government's obligation to save people. It is your duty in a civilized society. I said, hey, dude, I agree with you. Hey, just take your money and give it to them. Since you're so damn giving, don't use the government then. You give them your paycheck, okay? I'll keep freely giving mine. Give your money to the government. Allow them to give it to somebody. It's this entitlement philosophy, and it's such an emotional argument. You should have to pay more. You should, of course, 
people are going to pay more, but it should be the same percentage. I shouldn't be punished because I make more. 10% of 1,000 and 10% of 100, of course the person that makes 1,000 is going to make pay more in taxes. But they use all these emotional, emotional arguments. No logic in it. No substance. And I love these people, some of these people to death. They're only being taught, saying what they've been taught. But it is not the reality. And we got to start making people face reality. As much as Donald Trump annoys me, you have to admit that they pushed people in a corner where they needed somebody to just blow it up. Because these people were so dumb. People were like, okay, all right, we're going to get the craziest person out there to fix this stuff. 888-900-3393. More on the Buck Sexton Show. Keep it here. Buck Sexton. The Blaze Radio Network. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source, like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess, it's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. You're listening to The Buck Sexton Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. I want to get to your calls today. Um, where was the media when President Barack Obama were deporting all the legals? Where were the protests? Where were all of that type of stuff? That's how you know it's all emotional. Why weren't y'all protesting then? Where was the media coverage? He has deported more people than anybody. So is it really emotional or is it just political? I I, I, I tell you, Sally Cones. I was reading her Instagram and she posted something that was quite interesting to me. And Michael Moore kind of piggybacked off what she said. I want y'all to hear this. Listen to me. When you, I, I, This is a legit tweet. She said it's straightforward from here. One, impeach Trump and Pence. Two, constitutional crisis. 
Three, call special election. Four, Ryan versus Clinton. Five, President Clinton. Yeah, that's not how this works. But it's emotional. It got people. Oh, by the way, it was retweeted. 800 and some times. It was liked by over 2,000 people. That's just when I screenshot it. Like, you can't make this stuff up. And then, and then, she stood by it. She meant it. Like, that's not how it even works. Let's just say they did, did impeach him. That's not how it works. But who cares? It's emotional. Got people all rallied up, worked up. Everybody's excited. Everybody is cool, emotional. Just like Nancy Pelosi got up yesterday in front of all the national news stations and said, yeah, a tweet from Michael Flynn said that he was the sacrificial lamb when it was a fake account and never apologized for it, and the media said nothing. They didn't say a word. And you wonder why nobody takes them seriously. When there's actual stuff to criticize Trump on, nobody will listen to them because it's just like the boy who cried wolf. They can't be trusted, and it's all emotional. The Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Buck Sexton Show. Welcome back to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Buck Sexton. I'm in the Freedom Hut. 888-900-3393. There is a a quote from one of my favorite movies. It's called Law-Abiding Citizen. And Jamie Foxx is in the movie, and and he says this quote. It's not what you know. He's telling this to this grieving father who knows that something took place. A murder took place. He, He knows it. And he says, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove in court. And if the movies can get this right, you would think the American political system would understand this. I want you to hear an exchange between Shepard Smith and Senator Mark Warner a top Democrat on the Intelligence Committee. Play that clip. Does the intel community have any hard proof that the Trump campaign members or Mike Flynn had any improper or illegal contacts with the Russian government? What we have are the press reports. But do you have any any hard evidence? No, let's put it like this. We believe that we need to see the transcript of the conversation uh, before we reach any final conclusion. But what we do have is the is the facts and the actions of General Flynn. Did y'all hear the, so that the answer to the question is no. Now, 
I've been critical. I've said, you know, this Russia stuff is a little shady. But it's not, it's not about what you feel is shady. It's about what you can prove. And he was asked numerous amount of times, do you have evidence? Do you have evidence? Well, well no. Okay, that's in the story. Get the evidence. That's just how this works. Just because Lauren thinks that it's shady doesn't mean that it's shady. It's about evidence when you're trying to destroy somebody's career. Um, I want to bring in uh, John Fund. Uh, he's a national affairs columnist for the National Review. John, welcome to the program. Pleasure, Lawrence. Thank you. John, what is this with Flynn? Um I said it before, this whole Russia stuff is a little weird, but based on my clip with a top Democrat uh, on the Intelligence com- uh, Committee, there's no evidence yet. Why Why are well, they destroying this man if they don't have evidence yet? Well, General Flynn was a high-flying, high-wire act. Yeah, He wanted to reform and transform the intelligence agencies. There were a lot of people didn't like that idea. You know, the Iron Rice Bowl in Washington is not something people want broken. So he had a lot of opposition when he was named National Security Advisor. They took a fatal mistake that he made, which was, you know, practicing quasi-diplomacy without an official title in late December at the time of the sanctions that Obama placed on Russia, and they used that to bring him down. General Flynn compounded that problem by lying uh, to Vice President Pence, saying that he had never discussed sanctions about the Russians with the Russian ambassador. Having said that, the way to get him out in 25 days was, I think, very disturbing for American citizens. Uh, American citizens are not supposed to be spied on by their government unless there are very clear, specific guidelines. In this case, apparently a whole range of people had transcripts of General Flynn's conversations with the Russians. They were leaked illegally to the media. So you have a situation in which no one looks good, and the only thing that's hurt is the public's ability to have a government that is functioning and a government that is actually addressing their real day-to-day concerns and improving the economy and improving our foreign standing abroad. Um, this is this is a grudge match. Most of the American people have no dog in this fight, and it's a shame that that's what's consuming Washington right now. You know what's interesting is that there there is no talk from all these people about American citizens uh, being spied on. Like, that's a real problem. And, you know, the libertarian in me, I find that shady. Now, I'm not saying that there's no connection with Russia, but the fact that everybody's cool about these people spying on us is a huge problem for me. Why isn't that a concern of the conversation, a topic? Well, remember, the beneficiary of the leaks, the illegal leaks, was the news media, the Washington Post, New York Times, etc. And they like leaks because they got them front page stories. And if you want them to investigate the leaks, uh, you're probably asking the wrong people because they're the beneficiaries of them. And, and not just the leaks. The fact that it seems to me that the sources got a lot of this stuff wrong because I'm looking at uh, sources in the FBI now, now saying that Flynn actually didn't do anything illegal. He just lied, which is what 95 percent of the politicians in Washington do is lie. They lie every day. Well, we don't know. 
because the way the sneaky thing this was the way the sneaky thing was done was um, the people who read the transcripts, officials who in previous years would never have had access to them, the nine people who leaked on this have read the transcripts. They didn't give the transcripts to the Washington Post or other papers. They simply reported their own interpretation of what was in the transcripts. So it's possible that General Flynn only lied. It's possible he went further. But we don't know. This is what the shadow state in Washington, the shadow intelligence operatives in Washington can get away with. They can destroy people's reputations and drive them out of office without having to prove their charges. Do you feel like they should release the transcripts not only to Congress but to the public since they wanted to have this out in the public anyway? Since they've destroyed them in the public, shouldn't they release the transcripts to the public? Uh, Certainly to Congress because Congress should investigate all of this Russia stuff from beginning to end. And, you know, I'm not sure what's in the transcripts, so I can't say the general public should automatically have a look at them. But as transparent as possible is the best approach, because what we've learned is Washington doesn't function well if everybody's trying to hide something. Right, right. You you know, another one of my concerns is it seems to be selective transparency in Washington. Um, You know, the Democrats who want so much transparency right now, which I'm all for transparency. If he did something wrong, then we should know about it. But why— didn't they want the same amount of transparency as it relates to Hillary Clinton and Benghazi? I mean, people actually lost their lives. Well, we now know from emails that were released to Judicial Watch under the Freedom of Information Act, it took Judicial Watch four years to get them. We now know that the State Department was briefing congressional staffers right after the Benghazi attacks in 2012, saying, yes, of course we know this had nothing to do with the video uh, slamming Islam or Muhammad. Of course it was a planned attack by terrorists against our uh, consulate and that led to the death of the four Americans, including the ambassador. Yeah, she emailed Chelsea, time, her daughter. They were telling the congressional staffers this. Yeah. They were sending people onto the talk shows with this cockamamie story about a video, and they put the guy who made the video in prison, put him on ice. And not only that, they, they thought, Susan Rice. Yeah, and then Susan Rice became the national security advisor. She kept her job. Well, she was actually destined for other work, and she couldn't get that because she became so controversial. But the real issue here is that was done six weeks before the election. So all of the complaints that you know Trump was tiptoeing with around with the Russians before the election, yes, we should learn about that and learn if there's anything there. But the Hillary people engaged, we now know, engaged in an active cover-up of what happened in Benghazi in order to get through the 2012 election and get Barack Obama reelected. Remember, he was reelected by only a couple of percentage points. And if Mitt Romney had had uh, the Benghazi evidence in front of him and been able to use it at the debates, remember when they tried to shut him down mm-hmm. about Benghazi at the Candy Crowley CNN debate? Yeah, I that believe was epic. Romney probably would have won and Obama probably would have lost. It, it definitely took the momentum away from uh, Romney during that debate, uh, after having a a good debate before that. Um, But, John, is this just typical Washington? You know, is this this the new normal? Because I don't see a lot of people, even on the Republican side, standing up and saying, hey— this is a lot of hypocrisy. Why, why, why are they well, standing look, up? Hypocrisy is Washington's middle name. Yeah. What is new here and what should concern your audience is when you have very sensitive eavesdropping 
material on U.S. citizens, illegal, regardless of whether they're in the government or outside the government, yeah. and they are used to settle political scores, and the people who leak them are not held accountable, you are dealing with the kind of government that often exists elsewhere in the world, where political disagreements are settled in the shadows with um, you know, a, a rhetorical knife in the back, and um, you don't ac- ever actually have an open and honest debate. Everything is done in the shadows. That's not a. That's not the kind of democracy America has been. It's not the kind of democracy America should aspire to be. And if it happens once and nothing changes regarding the people who did this to Flynn, it will happen again. It will happen again, and eventually it will happen to people that uh, really, really don't deserve it. John, there's been been many people that I see. They, they keep going on the talk shows, um, and they say. The intelligence community isn't political. But I've talked to some of my buddies that are actually still active or retired in the intelligence community. And they said that the intelligence community can be political at times. Can be. Well, of course it has been. And there's discussions about whether that happened at the time of the Iraq war. There's discussions about whether or not that happened at the time of uh, Obama's decision not to go and not to um to step away from the red line that he had drawn against the Russians in Syria. Uh, the bottom line here is, yes, of course, this occasionally happens. But do we want to institutionalize it? Do we want to p- completely politicize our intelligence agencies? Mm-hmm. Because if we do, we're going to have a different kind of government, and we're going to have um, everything fought, not out of the open, but uh, in the shadows where people don't know what's going on and aren't consulted. John, as always, thank you so much for being on the program. John Fun, he's the National Affairs uh, columnist for the National Review. John, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Yeah, th- this is this is a mess. The fact that we have intelligence people leaking stuff to the public, which is not unusual, but this notion that somehow they're not ever political, that is such BS. That is such BS. And they need to stop repeating this stuff on, on, on the talk shows every day. They've been political, and their sources are already saying that the last administration's loyalists are the ones that are leaking this information. If that's not political, I don't know what is. Sounds pretty political to me. 888-900-3393. Lawrence Jones in for Buck Sexton. Keep it here. This is the Buck Sexton Show. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Buck Sexton Show. Lawrence Jones back here at the Freedom Hut, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Welcome back to the program. Um, ooh, breaking news. Uh, Trump has decided, according to sources, that Alexander Acosta will be our next labor secretary. Now, the previous nominee dropped out after these revelations of his ex-wife being on Oprah and said apparently that um, he had hit her and abused her and uh, there was letters going back and forth to her recanting. Anybody that has worked with domestic violence victims are fully aware that that's not uncommon, that, uh, you know, they they recant. Um 
But yeah, they now he decided to drop out, and now this new guy has already been selected. I mean, he just dropped out yesterday, and now Alexander Acosta will now get a hearing. There's also breaking news about Gorsuch, who is the uh, Supreme Court nominee from Donald Trump. He's supposed to be getting a hearing uh, March 22nd. So that is already taking place. I wanted to pivot back to something, though, because I thought it was important to note this. Y'all remember uh, Representative Gowdy, who was over the Benghazi Select Committee. He had some comments to say about uh, the Flynn thing. I want to play his clip. The more information, the better. Uh, the more evidence, the better. But, but think back to yesterday, Bill. One of my Democrat colleagues said he wants public hearings, public hearings on classified information. Whenever someone says they want public hearings about a classified matter, you just know they're not serious. So Congress is capable of investigating. In fact, we did it in the committee I was on. Ninety-nine out of our 100 interviews were done in private. The Democrats want this to be a public story. They're much more interested in the politics of it than they are actually finding out what happened. Yeah. Seems like it. Seems like it, as usual. You know what's happening. And then, the Root editor said this. Friedman said the election hacking is at the caliber of a Pearl Harbor or a 9-11. Do you agree with that? I completely agree with that. Look, we've been well, hearing drips and pieces of this for a very, very long time. It's one thing, look, it's one thing for Rex Tillerson to have business connections. But if you have members of a campaign staff talking to security agents and KGB and FSB with a foreign enemy of the United States and then a president praising that country and threatening the existence of NATO, that is dangerous. That is a 9-11 danger to the sovereignty of the United States, and it falls right on the desk of we, President We Trump. just don't know yet. Look, I said what's happening with Russia is a little shady, but to say that it's like 9-11, this is the emotional arguments that I started the program talking about. It's not about what's factual. It's about what you feel. Freedom doesn't care about your feelings. And this is a new trend that worked in the past, but it didn't work this past election. So you would think they would grow up and come up with something new. Anyway, we got more coming up. The Buck Sexton Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.